This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're on right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. You can find us on Twitter at at right now, Jim Dawes. You can find us on Facebook by searching uh, right now with Jim Dawes. You can listen to us on Spreaker and, uh, and subscribe there. And we're on YouTube as well. Well, Tucker Carlson went on his show last night and, uh, and showed the establishment Republicans and the spineless uh, conservatives over at National Review just exactly how you go about defending yourselves from these scurrilous attacks by the left wing and their mouthpieces in the media and their shills at the Southern Poverty Law Center and Media Matters. You don't apologize. You don't uh, pretend that they're uh, actually outraged by something you've said or done. They're not. They're just uh, looking for some excuse to try to silence you because they don't want to engage in a legitimate debate of ideas. Um, they are organized entirely around this, uh, this interlocking network of nonprofits that they've put together in order to try to advance the cultural Marxist agenda and to shut up anybody who disagrees with them. And Tucker was absolutely on target last night when he pointed out that uh, the tax-exempt status enjoyed by the Southern Poverty Law Center and Media Matters is entirely inappropriate because they're not, uh, as they claim, some sort of public education uh, organization, which is what they applied for their their tax-exempt status under. Uh, Far from that, they are, in fact, a partisan political organization that's using... uh, the screen in order to advance the Democrat Party's agenda, which at this point is a, is a neo-Marxist socialist agenda on the rest of us, and to do that by shutting you up if you disagree. And so Tucker went directly at him. I was really proud to see it. Uh, he does it better than anybody else, and that's exactly why they're going after him. Uh, pointing out uh, that uh, the way this whole flim flam that they've concocted works is the SPLC um, an organization that's now worth over $500 million and has made Morris Deeds his, uh, the con man head of that organization rich is they, uh, they label uh, somebody a hate group um, because they make uh, utterances that are outside what they deem to be the acceptable norm of political discourse and then Media Matters and other organizations use that designation from the SPLC in order to uh, smear uh, their political opponents and run to advertisers and try to uh, have their 
uh, funding sources removed and to shut them down. And Tucker pointed out quite rightly that, uh, you know, Fox News is is just one of over a dozen uh, political or um, uh, news organizations uh, out there on TV and cable. And that they uh, they almost all, well, they all disagree uh, agree with the Democrats' agenda except for Fox News. And that uh, the, the leftists just cannot broach any disagreement. And so uh, that's why they have targeted um, uh, the, the most effective voice, Tucker Carlson, on that network. Tucker had uh, C. Borden Gray, a former White House counsel on there, who has filed in the uh, aftermath of the 2016 campaign a, uh, a suit or a complaint with the IRS that Media Matters is violating its, uh, its charter. Um, Media Matters coordinated very closely with the uh, Clinton campaign, and, uh, and they've had whistleblowers release uh, mass amounts of uh, emails and communications, both from Media Matters and from the Democrat National Committee, showing this close coordination and, and basically saying that uh, news outlets that uh, you know, claim to be independent are, are basically uh, repeating Media Matters talking points and attacks on Fox News per- verbatim. So uh, I've got a clip here. This is Seaboard uh, and Gray on Tucker's show last night talking about how they use their tax-exempt status to advance political, politically partisan agendas. Complaint and the information in the public domain make it... I want to apologize for the poor quality of this uh, clip. There's a lot of background noise, but uh, I, I think it's important that you hear it. Very clear that Media Matters has violated its tax-exempt status. Why does it still possess that status? Well, because the IRS hasn't uh, reconsidered what it did, and it's uh, not entirely legal. Uh, but the government is not always entirely fair, and uh, they've they've misused you, they've abused you, and they've abused me in a sense because I'm subsidizing attacks on your program, and I don't find that uh, fair. Uh, if anybody wants to spend his own nickel attacking anybody on television uh, or what they've said, that's fine, but I don't think it ought to be subsidized by the federal government. That's that's completely wrong, and the government ought to stay out of it. Well, the government ought to stay out of it, and Tucker will point out in this next clip that I'm going to play you that uh, during the Obama administration, Lois Lerner and the IRS specifically targeted uh, left-wing groups, I mean uh, conservative groups, uh, and uh, denied them tax-exempt status in order to advance this agenda. So at the same time, they were denying legitimate conservative groups uh, uh, a tax-exempt status based on their political beliefs. They were uh, granting and uh, allowing Media Matters to violate uh, their charter not to engage in politically partisan um, campaigning. Uh, Tucker went on with Seaboard and Gray. So there's documentary evidence to show conclusively from both sides of it that Media Matters coordinated with the Hillary Clinton for President campaign in 2016. That is a prima facie violation. I mean, and you tell me, you're, you're the lawyer who specializes in this, no that question. would appear to be a violation. Right. There's no question about it. And remember that, you know, when the complaint was first filed by, uh, by me and others, uh, they had declared war on Fox News. Uh, they had declared war right. on Fox. 
Now that's a violation right there. So this, they were they've been in violation for over a decade, and it's 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 really uh, since their founding. They go uh, Media Matters sends fundraisers uh, fundraising letters out to their uh, campaign donors, uh, saying that they're going to encourage media boycotts against uh, Fox News and try to have Hannity and and um, and Tucker Carlson taken down. That's in direct violation of their uh, IRS-exempt charter that says that they're going to be a public education organization. They're not there uh, to try to silence uh, people with a political opinion. But Seaboard and Gray uh, points out that uh, the IRS is another member of the deep state, and, uh, and they definitely have a political agenda of their own in Washington, D.C., I mean, there were entirely legitimate nonpartisan conservatives who did not receive tax-exempt status under Lois Lerner at the IRS purely because she didn't like their politics. And now you have the IRS protecting an openly partisan group in flagrant violation of the law. You've got to think maybe there's something wrong at the IRS. There's something wrong with the IRS. That's, uh, that's not the only agency where there's something uh, wrong uh, with the federal <laughs> government. So true. this is... Just speaking personally, I'm deeply grateful for the 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 fight that Tucker is waging so effectively because I'm one of the people that uh, that the left wing has successfully silenced in all of this. Um, you know, every time this show starts to get some traction on social media or uh, you know on the internet, uh, suspiciously um, we start get, getting shadow banned. Uh, and our feed starts disappearing from um, from subscribers' timelines, and uh, and we don't get any engagement at all. I have no doubt, just watching how this has worked over the years, that uh, that we're being suppressed and censored. Um, on Facebook, I didn't used to publish this show on Facebook, but I I, I started to, and quickly gained an audience. Uh, but once our uh, our listens start, hit four thousand, it was like they flipped a switch. And uh, and despite the fact that we've been growing and growing and growing, as soon as we hit 4,000, our listens went down to uh, under 100 and stayed there. And uh, and at this point, they basically over at Facebook and Twitter got uh, got our engagement zeroed out. We rely entirely on word of mouth and uh, and Spreaker uh, to gain an audience. So, you know, I don't consider myself a hateful person. I certainly never advocate violence or suppressing the constitutional rights of others like the left engages in who uh by the way have literally scores of uh of facebook groups groups like antifa and uh and others that advocate violence against their political opponents they're they're all over social media um but uh but we have been chosen for censorship just like uh gregory Wrightstone that we interviewed on this show the other day uh, put an app up on the a- uh, Apple Store um, with counterpoints to the arguments of the uh, global uh, warming alarmists, and uh, and as soon as it became aware, uh, Apple took his program down off of the Apple Store. Now we were in a terrible place in this country right now because it's no longer government censorship. We have allowed just a very few companies to gain uh, a um, a near monopoly on the dissemination of information and uh, and uh, political debate, and all of those people 
uh, hold the same ideological beliefs, and they uh, they have made it quite clear that they are going to silence and uh, and censor anybody who who disagrees with that. So I just want to say thank you to Tucker Carlson, uh, one for you know rising to the level that he did uh, on Fox News and having such a huge audience, and two for using his platform to defend uh, free speech and those of us who are, in fact, being censored. We're going to run out to a break now. We're going to take you out with a a song by the Mini Vandals called Alyssa. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the the Democrats' uh, first bill that they passed out of the House, the so-called H.R. 1 for, um, I can't remember the name of the the thing, the, the a horrendous bill, but uh, it basically is designed to uh, cement a Democrat majority and uh, uh, for uh, in perpetuity. So uh, join us right after these break, uh, this break, and we'll talk about that. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. And you're back when right now with Jim Dawes, your daily journal of news, politics, and culture. Um, so the very first bill that the new Democrat majority passed out of the House of Representatives was H.R. 1. They call it For the People Act. But in fact, what it was uh, was For the Democrats Act. And this bill is, uh, is a cancer on our body politic. Uh, under the guise of removing obstacles to voting, the Democrats have basically passed a bill that, uh, that opens uh, the uh, state election systems to massive voter fraud even more than they are now and uh and basically makes the u.s taxpayers subsidize uh these these far left democrat candidates like uh, aoc and uh, rashid talib and ahar omar and the others uh to to further uh diminish our democracy mark uh scarini scaringi over at American Thinker, uh, wrote an excellent article on this that I recommend to you. Uh, it's titled "For the Democrats Act," and uh, it points out that uh, you know the New York Times, when they're covering this, their very first uh, line was the House passed a Democrats showcase anti-corruption and voting rights legislation, an expansive measure that aims to dismantle barriers to the ballot box, end big money in politics, and impose stricter ethic rules on federal officials well it does no such thing um it it mischaracterizes that entirely it it, the bill in fact forces states to automatically register uh anybody who applies 
for government assistance uh, to, to vote. So not only do you get automatically registered to vote at the DMV, uh, like uh, they do in so many states, and they don't bother to check your uh, your citizenship and your eligibility to vote. They just uh, register you to vote based on the fact that you're applying for a driver's license. And in California, Illinois, New York, and many other of these uh, blue states, it's it's perfectly legal for illegal aliens to apply uh, for a driver's license. So you know uh, now why there are actually more uh, people registered to vote in California than there are eligible voters. Um, it also, this bill does, uh, uh, mandates that states register ex-convicts and convicted felons and college students uh, anytime they, uh, well, no, it, it doesn't even require them to apply for any state assistance. It just requires that they, uh, they register them. Uh, and when Nancy Pelosi was promoting the bill, she declared, we must not suppress the votes of our newcomer, uh, uh, newcomers to American. Uh, that was basically her way of saying, we want as many uh, aliens, illegal or not, uh, voting in our elections. She doesn't uh, point out or uh, doesn't restrict the, uh, the statement that she wants newcomers to America to register to vote and vote in our elections because uh, if they're illegal. Uh, and in fact, when Republicans tried to introduce an amendment to this measure that would have restricted illegal aliens uh, from participating in our elections, the Democrats in the House of Representatives defeated it. So that tells you exactly all you need to know about this bill. They, uh, they're trying to uh, weaken uh, our election laws under the guise that it's, uh, you know, that it's hard or, uh, to, to vote in this country. It is not. All you need to do is be a citizen and be able to prove that with a birth certificate and uh, have a vo- photo ID, which is free um, to anybody in all 50 states. If, uh, if you don't well, have a driver's license as a photo ID, you can apply to the state for a photo ID and, uh, and, and vote. So that's always, you know, been the the big lie that the Democrats have uh, have operated under that uh, requiring a photo ID to vote is uh, is somehow suppressing somebody's um, right to vote. And uh, and now they're using that and these motor voter bills that they uh, they have passed in in all these states and uh, registered illegal aliens to vote to further weaken uh, the sanctity of the ballot box. And every time they do this, every time they have an illegal alien voting or somebody else who's not eligible to vote, they take the vote away from a citizen. They're disenfranchising people under the, arg- arg- under the argument, while making the argument, that they, uh, they support people's rights to vote. The bill would uh, definitely get out the vote for Democrats in addition to automatically registering ex-convicts and uh, students who may or may not be citizens of, uh, of the state where they're attending college. The, the bill would create a paid federal holiday for federal employees. I should restate that. The bill would create a paid holiday for federal employees on Election Day. So all federal employees, the vast majority of them are Democrats, obviously. 
uh, would be given a paid holiday in order to go vote. It would also allow them to take six paid days each year to work at the polls. So it would it would put federal workers in charge of um, the the polling precincts in the various states. Of course, many federal employees, most of them, almost all of them, belong to federal unions, which uh, almost uniformly back Democrat candidates, overwhelmingly do. This bill, the For the People's Act, for the Democrats Act, it won't get through the Senate. Uh, Mitch McConnell has already said that uh, it's not going to get a vote there because uh, you know, it's basically designed to weaken the ballot box and, uh, and cement a Democrat majority based on illegal votes. But it would consolidate uh, power in the federal government. It would further protect these establishment career politicians, and it would also use taxpayers' dollars to, uh, to basically get out the Democrat vote. But um, I've got some clips here on this topic. Uh, this is uh, uh, a, a, a an undercover video taken by Project Veritas during the 2016 midterm elections, where they uh, they went in uh, to polling places in uh, in Texas and um, and were able to uh, document uh, the poll workers there allowing illegals to vote. Um, Pam, I just had a question because my, uh, so let's say my boyfriend's out in the car, yeah, and um, he's just really nervous because he's a DACA recipient. He was able to register, though. He's trying to see if he's in the system. Well, no, he is in the system, but he knows that, like, I don't know, there's, like, an issue with DACA, people voting. Um, Tell him we had a lot of them. Got a lot of them. Okay. From the early voter, we had 20. Tons of DACA voters. Okay. All right. We'll do. He just needs his ID, right? That's it. All right. And it doesn't matter that he's not a citizen. Okay. doesn't matter that he's not a citizen. Uh-uh. You just go get him. Just bring him on in. Um, this should not surprise anybody. I'm having a little bit of an issue with my, my, um, my soundboard right now. Hope you'll stick with me. Um, but this shouldn't surprise anybody. This is exactly what... Uh, the motor voter bills were designed to do, and um, and they have done it uh, quite effectively. Okay, uh, I'm not going to play this other clip because uh, that that playing that particular clip caused so much technical problems. Um, I want to talk about the double standard that's uh, being applied to Adam Schiff, um, who led the charge to have Devin Nunes uh, recuse himself as uh, chair of the of the uh, House Intelligence Committee because uh, Nunes had met with uh, members of the administration uh, without uh, any Democrats present uh, or any other members of the committee present. Well, this is exactly what Adam Schiff has done. He, uh, he not only met with Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS when he was at uh, this Aspen Forum in Colorado, which is... Uh, you know, a place where establishment deep state operatives go to uh, uh, to congratulate each other on uh, their subversion of, of our government. But also, Adam Schiff uh, had his staff meet for 10 hours with 
Michael Cohen, before Michael Cohen testified before various uh, House committees, and uh, and basically, it is believed that um, that Schiff's staff coordinated uh, Michael Cohen's testimony. So here's what um, here's what Nunes himself had to say about uh, about Schiff and his staff meeting with Cohen for ten hours. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be shocking, right? I mean, this is this is the they continue to do this. They met with Cohen. They clearly were trying to uh, devise how they're going to roll out a new narrative. So the last two weeks was all about rolling out a new narrative. And despite, I think the, the major issue, despite all of that, they still came out and came out with a fake news story that's now been debunked. Somehow that his testimony was changed. That was before Congress by Trump's lawyers. Uh, that's what the media went with. That was the narrative. But it ended up being a fake news story. So, you know, no matter how much witness tampering you do, you're not going to find collusion in this unless you talk about the collusion that the Democratic Party and the Clinton campaign were doing with Russia. So Adam Schiff led the charge and successfully led the charge because he was supported by the never Trumpers uh, on on the committee to have um, uh Devin Nunes recused himself when he was chair of the committee because he had met what they call ex post ex parte. He had discussions without the rest of the committee uh, there with members of the administration. And now Adam Schiff has uh, has had his staff engage in 10 hours. You can coach a lot of uh, you can do a lot of witness coaching in 10 hours with Michael Cohen. Uh, but did not allow uh, the Dem- Dem- uh, the uh, Republican members of the committee uh, to be present. Here's what Jim Jordan had to say about that. Oh, our, our staff talked to Lanny Davis, his lawyer. Uh, we asked to talk to him, Judge. We asked for a deposition, a transcribed interview. They wouldn't do that. The Democrats why? wouldn't do that. They, they just chose not to. Well, I mean, why should they? If you don't have to let one team have a fair shake and you can go meet with him for 10 hours... Uh, why would you do that? We didn't know they were doing that, but that's that's exactly what they did. We asked for it. They didn't provide it. This is exactly why they had Nunes uh, recuse himself in the early days of uh, the House Intelligence Committee's investigation into the, the Russiagate scandal. But now, of course, there's always a double standard for the Democrats. They uh, do as I say, not as I do. Uh, and they have engaged in exactly the same activities and um, and nobody's holding them to account. What's funny is, even after 10 hours, uh, uh, Cohen went before the committee, and because he is a pathological liar, very similar to that uh, character uh, that used to be on Saturday Night Live, um, can't remember his name, but uh, you know he he was <laughs> he lied about everything. Uh, Michael Cohen perjured himself before. Uh, the uh, the House Oversight Committee and probably before the Intel Committee as well. Here's what Jim Jordan had to say about that. Uh, here's the big irony, though. You would think after 10 hours of coaching, he wouldn't come in front of Congress and lie again. But <laughs> he agree. did. We think at least eight times and, and two of them we know for sure. Well, we know look, when he said he didn't want to go to the work at the White House. We know that's a lie. And we know that he actively sought a pardon. So that's why Congressman Meadows and I have sent letters to the Justice Department uh, talking about, you know, look, this guy perjured himself on the stand and you need to investigate. Lanny Davis working for the Clintons. You know, uh, Michael Cohen during his testimony admitted that he wasn't paying 
uh, Lanny Davis, uh, and that's only fitting because Lanny Davis certainly wasn't representing Michael Cohen's best interests when he watched him into that committee and exposed him to further perjury charges. And predictably, Michael Cohen delivered. He lied about uh, not wanting a job in the White House. He lied about not asking the president for a pardon. He lied about uh, many other things. And, uh, and now those, uh, those criminal referrals have been made to the Department of Justice, not in the 12th Circuit or and not in the Southern District of New York, where the uh, Clinton partisans can protect him, but directly to the Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. And it's going to be very interesting to see how the new uh, Attorney General, uh, Bill Barr, handles that. Well, just to take you out on today's show, I want to talk about this uh, this fiasco over on Twitter where Alyssa Milano, uh, you know, who uh, fancies herself as, uh, as the spokesperson for the Me Too movement and all other things left wing. Well, she went on there in an, in an attempt to, uh, to declare her solidarity with all of these uh, uh, oppressed identity politic groups, declared herself to be a transgender and uh, and black, she says, I'm trans, I'm a person of color, I'm an immigrant, I'm a lesbian, I'm a gay man, I am disabled, I'm everything, and so are you. So what she was trying to do is, you know, similar to what uh, John Kennedy uh, said, you know, we are all um, Berliners now. Uh, she was she was trying to make a statement in solidarity with those groups, use a rhetorical flourish to do that. She didn't understand, and you would think that she would by this point that all of these identity groups that she, uh, declared herself a part of, uh, transgenders and people of color. I hate that term, uh, immigrants, lesbians, gays, disabled, all of those people, uh, value their victimhood above all else. And they protected jealous, jealously. And, uh, they're not about to have, uh, somebody like Alyssa Milano who is, you know, just a white female, despite the fact that, uh, you know, she she has given herself entirely over to their ideology. She is, at the end of the day, under their um, value structure, uh, basically just a white female. And uh, and they let her know in no uncertain terms that uh, she was none of those things and she needed to sit down and shut up. Uh, and that they were offended that she declared to be one of them. They beat her down uh, with thousands and thousands uh, of, of um, replies. She tried to defend herself and explain that she was just declaring her solidarity with those groups, but they would have none of it. And eventually, of course, Alyssa Milano did what anybody is expected to do when they, uh, they cross one of these groups. She issued a groveling um, apology you know, to, to try to make it right, uh, which by the way, was also not accepted. So, uh, there's, uh, there's your new, uh, far left, uh, which Tucker Carlson warned us about. Um, they're looking for any opportunity to be offended and, and burnish their, uh, victimhood credentials. And even, uh, people who support them, um, to just, a a ridiculous degree like Alyssa Milano is not immune from, uh, from attack. If, uh, if, if she says something that crosses them, well, that's about all. If you like this show, please like comment and share. If you're on uh, Twitter, uh, please, uh, 
please give it a like and a retweet. If you're on Facebook, please share it with your friends. And if you're on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. We're going to take you out with a, another uh, song from the many vandals who have uh, had all of these songs today. This is the Nomads uh, by the many vandals. I hope you'll join us back here again tomorrow. Uh, here's the big eye for another edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. your own bathroom or you share one with your family. A little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.